Welcome to my podcast. My name is Jamin Gerker. I'm a realtor in South Central Alaska, and my mission is to help people build intentional and significant legacies for themselves and their families by coaching them in real estate. And today, I'm very excited to introduce you to, um, to a friend of mine who recently moved over to Alaska, and um, he actually ended up moving and settling into Homer, so he's going to be talking about kind of their, his and his family's experience of getting getting settled over there. So please welcome Eric. Hey, thanks, Jamin. Really happy to be here. Hey, well, thanks for being here. It uh, took a while and uh, <laughs> we finally made it happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, life is crazy, but uh, we're all, you know, it, I'm so glad that we could actually make it work. Indeed. So so let's uh, let's go and start with this then. Um, can you talk a little bit about, about um, what, uh, where you guys were coming from and... Um, you know, what made you decide to move to Alaska? Well, uh, absolutely. So, you know, our, I think every Alaskan has a, an interesting origin story. You know, we, we, we kind of call it our Marvel origin story. Like, why are we in Alaska? And it seems like everyone you meet, they've always got just a real fascinating journey to, to, to describe and what, what brought them here. And we were actually living in New Zealand at the time. And, uh, fell in love with so many aspects of life there, the outdoor life, the the hiking, the mountains, the, you know, being on the water. There were so many things that really just um, uh, spoiled us, frankly, it was just life was really good. And then when we were, we were, we were there for work. So we weren't living there permanently. And when we, when it came time to think about where we wanted to be more long-term, we kind of started thinking about, uh, where can we recreate this this uh, kind of life that we've experienced uh, that really framed our our lens that we viewed you know kind of what we wanted in life through, and uh, we've kind of joked that uh, Alaska for us is the South Island of America, and if anyone's ever been to New Zealand is familiar with the South Island, you'll you know exactly what I mean. And it's um, it's funny the the people here that we've met that have spent time in New Zealand um, that. For us, that just clicks. And t- when I am talking to someone who's been there, spent time, it just clicks because it's such a beautiful place. Um, and we, uh, you know, we had never been to Alaska. It was a, it was a totally foreign land uh, in so many respects. My my actual actually my parents had been here, so they knew more about it than we did. And when it came time to uh, think about where exactly in Alaska. Um, you know, we, we really started up North, actually, we started in Fairbanks and started coming down, kind of down, down the map and learning more about each of the communities and where we thought would be the best fit for us. And in the end, we landed on Homer because, uh, it was just unquestionably beautiful. We love being on the water, uh, just being able to look out the window and, and see the ocean right there. We hope to, you know, have a boat one day and be able to enjoy some of those activities, um, more. And so it was, um, yeah, that's kind of, kind of the background on why, why Alaska and why Homer. Gotcha, man. That's, that's awesome. So with, the uh, with moving here, was there any one like big event that kind of made you guys decide, yeah, Alaska is the way to go. Cause I mean, if literally the entire world, if you guys are coming from New Zealand and, yeah. you know, so you're, um, pretty well traveled by the time you're working in New Zealand. So uh-huh. um, what is it that uh, you were looking to find in Alaska that you weren't likely to find anywhere else? 
Well, you know, for us, it was a combination of kind of uh, that personal freedom and individualism that you hear about that Alaska is, is strongly associated with. And then just the natural beauty. I mean, Alaska, the statistics on Alaska are just, they're just off the charts compared to any other state. I mean, more coastline than the rest of America combined. 15 of the tallest mountains in North America are in Alaska. You know, you just like, you just go down the list and the statistics, I think for most people, when they hear them about Alaska, like, really? It's a, it's just uh, amazing, really, what uh, there is to offer here. And so for us, it was about, you know, being able to have some space of our own to be able to buy some land and really have a property that we can develop long term, have a place that is a really hands on um, environment for our daughter to grow up, to be able to, you know, really do things herself, not just read about them or see, or see them on, on a movie uh, or on YouTube, I guess, as it is these days. And uh, so um yeah, it was a combination of all those things. And we looked at, we definitely looked at other states and we considered, um, you know, other locations in America. And, um, but for us, Alaska was uniquely uh, good in in the combination of all those categories. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely that. If you're, uh, Alaska is probably one of the most exotic places you can find unless you're, Unless you're willing to go really far afield, <laughs> and statistically, it's yeah, yeah. inner Alaska in any statistical analysis, and it's always going to be an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, and also just the the sheer, you know, beauty to population. I mean, for us, we were not interested in being a, in a place that was super densely populated. We've lived in places like uh, China, you know, in a city of 30 million people. We've kind of had that experience, and we were looking for kind of the polar opposite of that. So we just wanted to be in a place that was a little quieter, a little bit more low key and, um, you know, also not boring. And if you're, if you're interested in living in a, in a, I think in a smaller town or in a quieter place, but you, but also are a little concerned about life, maybe not being as interesting or adventurous as maybe you're accustomed to, if you're living in a bigger city, Alaska, I think is an, kind of an incredible option because life is never boring in Alaska. It is no matter what. I mean, sometimes it's not going to be boring and you're going to want it to be a little bit more boring than it is. Uh, but it has been just frankly fascinating since we got here. Just the, the, the learning curve has been at, steep at times for, for things that we were not expecting to be hard. Uh, but that's what keeps it interesting. You know, it's the season of life here. Yep. What, um, what things were you not expecting to be hard? Uh, well, you know, I'm sure other people that are planning their move to Alaska, uh, are better, are better at planning than we were, but we have, we definitely had some things that caught us off guard, uh, such as the lack of ground shipping. Um, that seems like something that I, I don't remember ever running across someone really making a big point about that at any point. Um, you know, you can get Amazon here, but you can't get all of Amazon, you know, if it's a battery or if it's uh, uh, a certain dimension or a certain weight, then you can't, you can't get it. Anything that has to go UPS ground, you're not going to be able to get in Alaska. And so um, 
you have to learn about things called freight forwarders and shipping things to Seattle that then get put on a boat and then get delivered, you know, to your local, your local town. And that was totally foreign to us. I mean, we've lived overseas for most of 20 years and have dealt with all the international restrictions for being able to get things. But when we came back to America, we thought that time was behind us. And so that, <laughs> that just kind of caught us off guard. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, Alaska really looks and feels kind of like its own country every now and then, at least logistic wise, it certainly does. It does. And, you know, it's only, you only have to go so far as to watch uh, a commercial or an advertisement of any service or product that's trying to sell something to to the United States. And the number of times that Alaska and Hawaii are just left out, they're just not mentioned. They might as well be other countries. Uh, It's very common. So yeah, when I call a company to talk about potentially buying something for this, because we're we're doing we're remodeling our home, every company is like, "Oh, you know, um, I'll have to get back to you. Let me find out if we. I don't know if we ship to Alaska or not, and some some do, and many many don't. That is, uh, yeah. Welcome to the tribe. That's that's kind of how the <laughs> how life goes up here. I yeah. mean, if you order something for um for Christmas and it's it's still like mid November at that point at that, at that point, like it's, it's in God's hands and you just have to trust it's going to get there hopefully by <laughs> <Yep>. Christmas. <laughs> yep. And you know, uh, one of the other things that I think w- caught us off guard and frankly, we haven't, we haven't dealt with yet, uh, is that I don't know if it's our vehicle or, if it's unique to us, but everyone up here seems to have LED light bars on the front of their vehicles. And when we first got here and we were driving, we were driving up to Anchorage actually to, to make a, one of those famous Costco runs that Alaskans make. Uh, I noticed on the drive back as we were going by multiple moose on the side of the road that, you know, it didn't seem like my headlights were working very well. And I, I didn't really know what to think of it because I thought, am I imagining this as my truck experiencing like a voltage drop? Is, is something not right? And it has, I, I don't know what it is. It's, if it's the dusk in Alaska, it's just a little bit different from in the lower 48 where it gets it gets dark differently. It's very difficult to explain, but you look around and like, oh yeah, everyone has these LED light bars and it's for a reason. Um, you know, you don't see those in, in, I, at least in my experience, you don't see those in other places, you know, certainly not where I grew up. Uh, you never saw people driving around with big led light bars in the front of their vehicle, but up here, I think it's, it's really, I mean, I should already have one. It's uh, not great that I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, my theory for why that is, I, I think we just have, especially if it's like during a breakup time, I mean, the, there's a lot of slush on the road and then you get right. like the like that that muddy water that just gets splashed up onto them under your lights and it just puts a dark shade over everything yeah yeah Yeah, the very first the very first time i saw someone at a gas station using the windshield cleaner on their headlights it was an alaska moment because i thought oh yeah that's smart i've never (laughs) needed to do that ever in my life (laughs) but i do it every time now yeah, I mean, that makes me laugh hearing you say that because, I mean, I was actually just thinking the other day, I'm going to get a thing of Windex. I'm going to put it right next to my car in the garage so every time I go somewhere, I can just give it a quick polish real quick uh-huh. and uh, and be good to go that way. But, yeah, no, that's that's totally, totally something you wouldn't expect. 
Um, how did you guys get up here? Did you take the ferry? I think you took the ferry, if I recall correct. No way. Yeah, Fly. actually, uh, yeah, my my wife and daughter flew, and I took the ferry uh, because I was, uh, you know, a glutton for punishment. I guess it was a very long drive, but I needed to pull up all of our stuff that we were bringing. So I was bringing a, you know, my truck and a tractor and some materials for for our remodel that were really heavy that I knew were going to be difficult to get later. Um, and yeah, pulled into Bellingham, got on the got on the Alaska Marine Highway ferry uh and took that for five days it was quite an experience i um i'm still glad i did it uh and i think it's a it's really a unique experience i think if i were to do it again i would i would really hesitate doing it with a trailer because because of the cost it was such a such a a high cost because of the trailer if you're just going as a person it's super affordable especially if you buy your tickets well in advance um with a truck or you know a car it makes it a little bit more pricey but with a trailer the price just goes bananas and at the time um it was really the best option but yeah do they charge you by the pound or is it by the vehicle it's by the length but there is mm. a huge there is a huge price increase per foot at around 24 feet in length so uh if you are a truck pulling a trailer the truck is not very much, but once you cross that threshold, uh, it is crazy expensive. So I actually have met people that uh, will put their trailer on the ferry by itself and then drive or fly separately and then pick the trailer up on the other end. And that is dramatically more cost effective than, than what I did. I learned that when I was already on the tr on the ferry. So, <laughs> Well, I guess uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. That's a, that's kind of a cool strategy yeah. though. I've never heard of that before. So just put the trailer on the on the ferry and then just fly up yourself. That's yeah. Yeah, and in fact, I met I met a family who was uh remodeling kind of re, re, re like significantly remodeling their home and had gone down to Oregon, bought a beautiful like 20-foot trailer filled it with all the materials that they couldn't get here, had their cabinets custom made and all those sort and put the, put the trailer on the ferry and then flew, flew to uh, Anchorage, went down, met the ferry, picked it up, emptied it, and then sold the trailer to someone who was very happy to have it, you know, in Alaska. So it worked out that would, that's the smart way to do it. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you have any other tips for people like logistically they're trying to get all their stuff up here? I mean, keep in mind, a lot of people aren't moving from uh, from New Zealand, right. but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say the biggest thing with Alaska, with moving to Alaska success is, I mean, similar to anything else, just preparation, talking, join these Facebook groups. There, there are multiple Facebook groups about moving to Alaska that I did not know about. Um and those, I think there's a wealth of information in there. People really respond to questions I, I've since found about about those groups and join them just to, because there's a lot of wisdom that's shared, even if you're already here. Um, I think Alaska is, uh, because it has a, such a large proportion of people who are here that are not from here, a lot of other folks have been through that experience of moving to this place they chose to come here 
willingly. They wanted to be here and that's why they're here. And so they're really happy to help others make that same journey. And they know like everyone like us knows what they wish they would have done differently and, you know, enjoy sharing that with someone. Cause if you can help someone else out, maybe save them a, a little bit of heartache or a few bucks or make it a little bit easier on them and their family to get here. Um, you know, it feels good to kind of pass that lesson learned along. Off the top of your head, can you remember a name, uh, any of the names of any of these groups? Uh, I mean, I think if you go into Facebook, it's literally like moving to Alaska, uh, things like that. If you search for Alaska under Facebook groups, you'll see a ton of them. And there's multiple groups uh, that reference moving to Alaska. I don't have the exact name, but it's something along those lines. Gotcha. Okay. Just curious. So when you guys arrived then, like you're you're physically driving into Homer for the first time at this point, like what are, like what's going through your head? Like the, the first time you're physically in Homer? Well, um, my my first time physically in Homer is not the best story because I, I actually got COVID on the ferry. So I, I pulled into Homer with like 103.8 fever or something. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh it was I, I left the Whittier dock feeling great. And by the time I drove uh, down to Homer, it was a different story. But um, we were just my wife had already been here for a few days and they had been exploring and having a blast. They you know got to go to the Fourth of July parade and all that kind of stuff. And that was really great. And, you know, just getting to know our new home, our new town uh, was really a lot of fun. And, um, you know, just exploring just, we didn't know anything. So we didn't, we had never been here before. We had to figure out where, where do you buy groceries? Where's the, you know, where should we have a mailbox? Um, you know, just all the little basic stuff that uh, probably if we'd had more time, we would have been able to really plan out well in advance, but um, we were pretty slammed. Life was you know, in, doing an international move, it was a it was crazy busy and hectic. So there was not a lot of like spare time to once we made the decision to be kind of making the the binder full of planning details that we, you know, we didn't we didn't start a year out. Oh, for sure. I mean, I was thinking about it. It's like you're really kind of getting to that first time really since you guys moved that you're able to just kind of like relax and decompress a little bit. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that the moving internationally is no no joke. <laughs> yeah, and you would think that I mean we've done it so many times. You would think that we would be we would be good at it, uh, but it is every time the challenges you face are totally different. And you think right right when you think you have the playbook on how this is going to go, you know, there's seventeen different pages you've never seen before that are thrown in. And uh, so moving to Alaska was no different. And but you know you just roll with it, uh, keep that progress mindset growth mindset and uh deal with each thing as it comes along um we have found that the key to success i think in in the move to anywhere but really especially a move to alaska is finding community and that has been that has made all the difference for us you know the we're used to being in places where we're the the new Americans in the neighborhood and we're kind of uh, we, we automatically stand out. And so it almost is easier to build community in that context because 
your neighbors notice that you are there and come introduce themselves and you know you're in another country there's another language potentially and so it just you build that community almost without a lot of effort but coming to Alaska you know we we don't stand out we're just like everyone else here and everyone moved here and some people are from Michigan or Seattle or Oregon or California and they they've you know lived here for all different lengths of time and um if you don't have a family here like your extended family then it, it can be quite lonely in the beginning and that was certainly what we experienced before we had found a community and um so i would just recommend that anyone who's looking at moving to alaska really prioritize that up front uh more than we did we we were prioritizing kind of logistical things getting established getting getting things put away and organized. And I think in hindsight, that was a, that was a big mistake. We should have really prioritized relationships and community and then the rest of it will sort itself out. Yeah. I mean, again, that's another, you know, hindsight's 2020 thing. I mean, uh, it, what you guys are describing, that's, I mean, stuff like that is exactly, you know, what you're going to see when you move into a, um, move into a smaller community for sure. Cause yeah. I mean, you guys have lived all over the place, but, you know, still a small community is a small community. And there's, um, I mean, you can find a tribe anywhere, anywhere that you live. It's just a matter of, you know, how easy is it to find, which is weird to say, but I I think it's actually easier to find your tribe in a bigger city than it is in a small town. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. And also, you know, I grew up in a small town and I think everyone understands that Often in small towns, communities are established and people have their relationships established and friend groups, you know, kind of done. And it can be difficult to break into that. Um, and so, whereas in a city, maybe there's a little bit more disconnect. And so people are m- kind of more in that Velcro mode of being able to stick on to others more, you know, more easily. They kind of clump without as much effort. Um, in in t- small towns, it feels like everyone has a Teflon coating. It's a little bit hard to get anybody to, to stick. And uh, so it's, you know, that was really a challenge. Now for us, um, our faith is really important part of our life. And so actually finding a local church ended up being really just the, a huge key to being able to find a community. It was something that we um, should have, we should have known. And, uh, but it's just made such a phenomenal positive difference. No, I, I think that's awesome. So church is a really good place to kind of, um, kind of connect with, uh, connect with the tribe, find the um, kind of the birds of the feather. Um, what do you guys think of like the, the school system and like everything else going on in a Homer? Like if I'm from the outside looking in and you had to like, give me a, a good idea for what Homer's like, what would you say? Yeah. So, you know, the school, the public school system was something that really attracted us to Homer. It was one of the, I mean, it was one of the key categories that had to be right. And we were really impressed by the quality of schools here. The public schools are really excellent. And since being here, that has been reinforced. We've met so many people that have um, obviously have kids in the local school system. Um, Our experience has been excellent. And then uh, I've actually since moving here met folks who've had kids who've gone all the way through the school system and are now, you know, like astrophysicists working for major organizations in the world, um, super talented people, 
you know, as, as goofy as it might sound, we saw, we ran across a random YouTube video when we were still in New Zealand that was some kid had made at Homer high school a long, long time ago where he was interviewing teachers and interviewing students. And it was totally casual. This was not, this was just an impromptu video. Clearly it was not like a professionally done video, but we were struck by how well-spoken the students were and how just collected they were. And uh, it really jumped out because we've been exposed to a lot of different school systems and a lot of different places in the world. And uh, so it set our bar high for what we were expecting, but uh, we've not been let down. I mean, the, on the, on that same topic, the resources that are available in Homer have been just really positively surprising for a small town. You know, like I said, I grew up in a small town, but the city library in Homer is fantastic. The section that's dedicated to children is really great. Uh, it does not look like a small town library in any way. Uh, the, the Homer high school has a beautiful pool facility that is enormous that is available to the public for, for lessons. Um, they organize lessons for the whole community and that is a fantastic resource. Also not typical. I don't think for a small town, um, just the, you know, there's a, a wonderful state, uh, Marine, like, uh, Alaska state, uh, conservation museum here, which is phenomenal and free. Uh, that's not typical for a small town. And then just, that's just a few examples of the indoor things. And then of course, if, when you add in the outdoor, uh, options and activities here, it's just really limitless. Yeah, that uh, that really all sounds a lot like Homer, <laughs> from the people I've I've talked to that have that have lived there. Um, do you guys have any favorite uh, restaurants and um, activities you can do around there? You kind of mentioned the pool before, but you know, are there any like restaurants or other places you guys like to go to so far? Yeah, you know, we've actually really uh, kind of grabbed on to one of the local restaurants called the Green Can. Uh, it's right there on the main, the main, uh, kind of strip down Homer. Um, we love that place. They really take great care of us and the food is excellent. Everything is really fresh. Um, and so that's been a highlight of life in Homer as well. I think, I think if, if you've spent time or you've grown up in a small town, you have a, maybe a different idea of what kind of restaurants you're going to find in a really small town. I mean, Homer is very small, you know, it's like 5,500 people. So what restaurants would you expect to be here? And I would think not very many, or if it is, it's going to be like, you know, Little Caesars and McDonald's, and that's about it. That's kind of what I'm used to anyway. And uh, there's a lot of excellent restaurants in Homer. Uh, you know, there are a number of other places as well. They all have kind of a different vibe. They they seem to kind of coordinate with each other on when they're closed so that there's always a place for folks to go to hang out, uh, in the evening. And, but, um, yeah, the green can, that's my big plug for them. They're, they're, uh, they're, they've been really a great place. And we've, we've certainly spent many, many evenings there enjoying the food. Are they open year round? Cause a lot of they the... are. Okay. That's awesome. Cause I mean, I've had a lot of, um, had a lot of restaurants I've tried to go to in Homer during the winter time and was disappointed. So that's, um, that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we had to get used to that in the beginning. You know, we're not we're not used to this whole uh, go on vacation in October or September thing that restaurants do. 
that is an Alaska thing and definitely a Homer thing. But um, now that we understand how that works, uh, we'll know what to expect next year. Uh, but, you know, just some maybe you you find a restaurant that's your favorite place. And then suddenly on September the 15th, they disappear for a month. Uh, that can be a little a little disappointing. Uh, but they've just been hammered all summer long. And so it's just kind of the tradition to give give staff a break. But, um, yeah, there are many excellent places that are open year round. Uh, Duncan Diner is a local kind of breakfast haunt. And they used to be only open uh, five days a week, even in the summer. And now they're open seven days a week. So that's been a really pleasant change to see that going that direction rather than the opposite. Yep, absolutely. So you've had the chance to kind of see an entire tourist cycle in Homer and uh, kind of see what it looks like once things like start slowing down and gets back to you know more of a routine where it's just the people who live there how how big of a difference is that like between the the tourist season and then like around that october november time frame yeah i think i think the biggest impact you see is your availability to get into a restaurant um you know without having to think about it too far in advance other than that it hasn't been a huge uh, hasn't made a huge difference in in our day-to-day life it certainly doesn't affect the school maybe affects the traffic a little bit, but not, I mean, not, not anything worth worrying about. Um, the biggest difference has certainly been, uh, the biggest difference has certainly been um, just, you know, now when we're ready to go to a restaurant, we can just go, we don't have to worry about having a reservation. And so we talked to many uh, folks who live here in Homer and have lived here for many years. And we asked them like, what's the winter going to be like? And, how was it like when the tourists are gone? And universally, the response was that you know they love the summer because it's gorgeous, but they love the winter more because it's also gorgeous. And then it's just a little bit more peaceful. It kind of you feel like the town kind of exhaled, kind of takes a little bit of a break. It's a little bit less tense because um, you know the businesses they want to they want to serve the tourism industry to the greatest extent possible during the summertime and make the most of that experience and. The tourists that are here are thrilled to be here and we love to have them. And, you know, it's a huge positive for Homer. Um, but it it does, I think, make particularly in the service industry makes everyone pretty, pretty tired. They're ready. They're ready for a little bit of a breather at the end. And I can only imagine because you get kind of these smaller communities like Homer, Seward, Kenai, like these are kind of the, the communities that get like most of the most of the attention from the tourist industries. And they're also the smaller communities, so they're not necessarily set up to just have their population like quadruple pretty much overnight. Right. So it's it's always interesting to kind of hear from people who have actually you know lived it on the ground. Um, have you guys explored any other areas? I, I know you guys are are still still kind of just getting settled in right at the moment, getting into school and everything. Um, have you had, had a chance to explore any other parts of Alaska so far? You know, we've only been up in the Anchorage, Palmer, Wasilla area very, very briefly. And it, you know, it's beautiful. Palmer is particularly gorgeous. I've really enjoyed driving out in the Palmer area. Um, and we have, we have explored not in person, just <laughs> via YouTube, we've explored Seldovia, which is that little community that's across the bay from Homer. 
and kind of dreamed about one day, you know, being able to be over there more, but it's uh, cause it's just really pretty. Uh, and we've been out in the Bay, you know, with friends in, in their boat. Um, that's about as much of, as we've been able to explore and all of that has been great. Um, so I, I don't know anything about the rest of Alaska as much. Um, I hope to be able to spend quality time in the rest of Alaska this summer, really exploring, you know, especially in the North, the Matsu Valley and that whole area, you know, we have friends who are from there and we've heard so much about it. Uh, but no, we haven't, haven't gotten to really see a whole much, whole bunch of it very, very much at all. Yeah. You're going to be in for a treat because I know a lot of people when they move up here, like the, there's a lot of pressure for that first summer, but the reality is unless you move up during the winter time, most of your effort that first year is just going to be getting settled. And it's really like that second summer where, like yeah. it, uh, you start getting the the payoff for all the work that you put in. So yeah. the, you guys uh, have a lot to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, that that's encouraging. We really are looking forward to those times and being able to go out with friends uh, in their boat. You know, like that was a, just a it's a glimpse of like our future here because Alaska offers so much. If you're into outdoor activities, recreation, outdoor beauty, all those things, it is literally unlimited access in in alaska it's unlike any other state and that is without question and you know something that we've really also been encouraged by since we've been here is the number of families with children who are moving to alaska uh the number of comments that we've gotten from people who've lived here for 10 20 30 40 years who've said that over the last you know handful of years They've seen such uh, a notable influx of families with kids. And, you know, it's not the it's not the kids that are so much the point, but it's about just the younger families that are replenishing the businesses and, you know, the the neighbors and the people to go do fun things with and, the, you know, the build up the community. It, it, you need you need more people, new people. Uh, and so that's been really great to see. Man, that's awesome. So in conclusion, just from your own perspective, what are some of the pros and the cons you've noticed about living in Alaska so far? Wow. So I would say the pros are, I mean, all the things that we've hit on, the the freedom, beauty, um, adventure, you are absolutely never going to be bored in Alaska. Um, there's a whole lot more probably that I am, that are so super obvious that I'm not thinking about, you know, land space, uh, just being able to explore, set your own kind of path. Uh, that is just something I think that you can do in Alaska more than you can do in any other part of America. The cons are it's, it's not easy. Alaska is not for everyone. And, you know, I heard someone say Alaska is not for everyone and I'm okay with that. And, you know, there's, there's a little bit of truth to that, that, um, I would encourage anyone who's considering moving to Alaska. You don't have to come. We didn't. And we're so, we're still very happy. We did, uh, move here. We didn't, we'd never visited. We'd never spent time here and it still turned out great. So it's not a requirement, but if you can visit, absolutely do. If you, uh, if you can't join those Facebook groups, learn as much as you can talk to people firsthand, you know, ask all your questions that you might think are silly. People are, would love to help. 
Um, and when you get to the place where you're, where you're living, build your community, uh, reach out into whatever your community is, whether it's hunting or fishing or, um, a church or, you know, uh, your, a school group or join the PTA, whatever it is that to you brings, uh, some, some connection, do that upfront. That's my, that's my main advice. But, um, yeah, I think the cons are, are, are actually far less and they're all manageable. All right. Well, Eric, I really do want to thank you for your time and kind of offering your perspective and what it's like living in Homer. Do you have any final thoughts or things you'd like to talk about? Yeah. So I just wanted to say, uh, first of all, thanks so much, Jamin, for giving me the opportunity to be here and spend a few minutes with you just talking about Alaska and Homer. It's always fun uh, sharing kind of our experience and the, 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 what has gone well and what has not gone so well. I hope that at least one person out there finds at least one thing I said, maybe a little bit helpful. Uh, I wish um, maybe I'd listened to someone, you know, er earlier on in our, on your podcast that could have probably saved me a lot of heartache. Um, And then I just wanted to throw out there that um, we're, we do have a, a little uh, posting on Twitter. Uh, The username is Alaska, like A L A S K H U H. So if anyone wants to take a look at that, it's um, mostly just our remodel and, uh, lots of photos of sunsets, I think mostly because it's just so beautiful here. Uh, we see that a lot, but, um, yeah, uh, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity and it's really been fun. Hey, well, again, thank you very much. And let me know next time you guys are doing one of those, uh, infamous Alaska Costco runs and we'll have to sit down and go get, grab some coffee sometime. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I'd love it. All right. Well, for those of you who are listening, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,